Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. In this episode, I'm chatting with the amazing Ashley Levy, the founder and educational director of the inspiring Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Ashley's mission is to share the power of crystal healing with people all over the world, which is what she does through her school, where she teaches advanced techniques to help support crystal healers in growing their practice and in creating a life and career that are fully aligned with their soul's purpose. We'll be talking about how you can work with crystals to support you on your soul's path to align with your greater purpose. And of course, how Ashley made a career of her own doing what she loves and is so passionate about. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to the show. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's so great to connect with you again. Yeah, you too. It's been a little while since we've gotten to chat, and I always so much enjoy our time together. Anyone who follows me on social media knows that I post pictures of crystals all the time, and I think most of us think crystals are really pretty. But for some reason, Pisces have like a problem because (laughs) we love sparkly little knickknacks a little bit too much. I know I do. And I have crystals everywhere in my home just for that reason alone, that looking at them makes me happy. But there is so much more to crystals than just being pretty, which is something I'm learning more and more in my own experience. The more I work with them and tune into their energy And that is a subject you've built your entire career around. So Ashley, tell us your story. Why do you love crystals so much? And why have you decided to make it your mission to bring your knowledge of crystal healing to so many people? You know, that's a great question. And I think probably a lot of people listening can relate to what you just shared, which is that a lot of us just find ourselves attracted at first to their beauty. I mean, they're just beautiful, amazing creations from the earth. I mean, it still kind of astonishes me sometimes, some of the exquisite beauty that is created in the earth herself. And so my journey with crystals started when I was a little girl, I would say probably about six years old. And I was fortunate enough to get to spend a lot of time with my grandparents. When I was little, I would go spend summers at their house and I'd be there a lot during the daytime while my mom was at work. And my grandfather, although very scientific minded, he was actually a chemical engineer for many, many years uh, during his career. He loved minerals and he was big into collecting minerals. He was really all about anything with the natural world. He loved plants, which he definitely passed that on to me as well. But I think my passion and interest for crystals really started just spending sunny afternoons up in my grandpa's study and having him show me some of these different minerals that he had collected and telling me all about them. And we never really discussed energy or the metaphysics of crystals. For him, it was really just about this profound respect for the earth. But he would tell me about how they were mined, 
where they came from, if they had any industrial purpose. It was it was kind of an interesting perspective and very different than my own now on crystals. But that was my very first introduction. And I started going to rock and gem shows with him at a very young age. And it was something that I really enjoyed. When I was in third grade, for one of my holiday gifts, he gave me uh, the Smithsonian Institute Guide to Crystals and Minerals. And I poured over the pages in that book, just reading everything I could about crystals. It was so exciting to me. And that was where I really first learned that crystals actually had a history in mythology and legend and lore for healing, for courage and bravery, for so many things. And it really opened my eyes that there was this whole other world to crystals and not just historically. So I really began when I was a teenager learning about the metaphysics behind crystals and what that really meant in terms of our own personal connection with crystal energy. And after lots of years of self-study in 2007, I decided to take my first professional crystal training, which was the Melodies Love is in the Earth laying on of hands with laying on of stones workshops. That is certainly a mouthful, but some people listening may be familiar with Melody, author of the Love is in the Earth series of books. Going through that workshop, which I really just enrolled in at that time to kind of satiate my own personal curiosity about working with crystal energy, that was a huge transformative moment in my life because that's when I really realized just what could happen when you took the time to connect with the energetic frequency of different minerals. And when you really allowed yourself to kind of open your consciousness and feel really in harmony and in alignment with that energy. And it was such a big life-changing experience for me that I knew from that time forward that I wanted to work with others and share about crystals. It started with me having my own crystal healing practice which I had for many years. I saw lots of clients. I really enjoyed that work. But I found that the thing that was most fulfilling and rewarding for me personally, the thing that really felt more aligned with my personal soul path was the time that I spent during my client sessions actually teaching people and empowering others to use crystals on their own. So not just to come to me as a crystal healer for sessions, but what they could do for their own personal journey with crystal energy And of course, that kind of took me down this amazing rabbit hole that has become the world of teaching. And I started doing that in person and kind of traveling to teach. And as things with tech and the online uh, courses industry got better and better, I was able to take that teaching online. And now we have a thriving online school and I have thousands and thousands of students. And it's just something that has kind of continually evolved and hasn't stopped to this day. I'm so excited to chat with you more about crystals in a little bit, but I do want to say that I love that you've decided to go so big with this mission (laughs) and make it not only more accessible, but you're also working to turn crystal healing into something that is kind of like honored and acknowledged and appreciated as a real profession and not just kind of this woo-woo thing that's like cool to think about or learn about. You know, thanks for saying that. I mean, I definitely appreciate the woo-woo side. My roots are very much in the woo, and I think we try and embrace kind of the spiritual and metaphysical aspects of crystals, as well as some of that really grounded 
science and understanding how it is that they work energetically. So it's kind of a a fun balancing act that way. Yeah. I really can't deny that when I pick up a certain crystal, it does make me feel a certain way. If I pick up a different one, it has a different energy. It's been amazing just to kind of play around with that. I can only imagine if you knew exactly which crystal to do for which purpose, it would just open up a whole world. You know, what's so exciting about that, though, is that we each do have these very different, very subjective experiences with crystals. So putting yourself in that place where you're open to just kind of be free and play with them a little bit is really empowering. Yeah, I find even if you're just like shopping for crystals, like picking out which one is for you to bring home, that's another way of kind of honing your intuition into like which one you are needing to work with. You know, that's so true. One of the other things I do is I actually own a bricks and mortar metaphysical shop here in Madison, Wisconsin called Mimosa Books and Gifts. During my time that I'm in the store, which isn't quite so much these days because I'm so busy with the school, it's so fun to see people come into the shop. And, you know, often people will ask, well, what would be a good crystal for helping me advance my career? Or what would help me find more common ground with my partner? And I say, you know, instead of thinking about the properties of crystals and which crystal is good for what, allow yourself to just be really centered and present in the moment and see what catches your attention. See what draws your eye and just notice what you're attracted to. And it's so fun because when people allow themselves to just be a little bit more intuitively guided and they happen to pick a few stones, I'll then let them read a little bit about those crystals and what they're commonly good for. And I'd say nine times out of 10, they'll read those descriptions and say, you know what, this is exactly what I needed right now. So just kind of allowing yourself to be guided by your intuition, your own inner guidance is is pretty fun and exciting adventure. Yes, it's so great. We talk a lot on this show about how amazing it is to be able to take something you're passionate about and turn it into your career so you can share your passions with more people. But this is something that's actually literally written in your astrology chart (laughs) to a pretty amazing degree. So I'd love to take a look at your chart and talk more about how cool it is that you really are already living in amazing alignment with your own purpose, which is something you also help other people do. Sure, let's go for it. So first of all, your sun is in Sagittarius, which is the sign whose job it is to literally dive deeply into your own interests (laughs) and then bring them back to share with others. So check. (laughs) I think I've got that one covered. Yep. (laughs) And your sun in Sagittarius is also in your first house of identity and leadership. So you express yourself the best by standing up as a shining example of what's possible for others and being a guide or a mentor to share what you know and also to become known for it. That definitely resonates. And it's something that I think if I weren't doing exactly that, I'd be really unhappy. (laughs) Yeah, you'd find a different way to do it if it wasn't crystals. I'm sure that was meant to be, but if it wasn't (laughs) that, you'd find something. Definitely. You also have your Mercury and Saturn are very closely aligned with your sun, also in Sagittarius, in your first house. This really drives home the idea that it's through being a teacher and sharing your ideas and your message with others and also providing a structure that others can access to learn this expertise and wisdom you have is how you express yourself the best. 
That's a big confirmation for me. One of the things that I hear from my students all the time is how there's something that they've tried to learn about crystals so many times and it never clicked. And for some reason, once they take a class with me, everything falls into place and I'm able to explain it in a way that just makes sense. And for me, that I think comes so naturally and so easily that I don't even give it a second thought most of the time until I get that kind of feedback. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, you're so naturally good at it. And I'm sure you remember your own experience learning about it and how you felt along the way of like what confused you or what you had trouble with. Even like doing sessions with people and they ask you questions about things, you come to realize like how to lay it out so people can access it easier. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's so true. So then your moon is all the way on the other side of the astrology wheel, right at the end of Gemini in your eighth house of business and finance, which shows that you're the happiest and most fulfilled when you're able to earn your own money your own way through sharing your ideas and message with others. Yeah, I think that's something, again, that if I weren't doing that, I just wouldn't be a happy, fulfilled person. And I think this is one of the reasons that the school has become so successful is because I'm really personally driven by my own desire to bring this to other people in a big way. And it's something that I genuinely am happy to do. Like I love my job so much. I love what I get to do. But part of that is because I've kind of crafted something that works for me. Yeah. And I love how you're actually helping other people start their own businesses too. And that's also part of this. That's so fulfilling. That's one of my favorite things because it's kind of like getting to participate in that big ripple effect that goes out into the universe. And I think that's one of the reasons I was so drawn to teaching as opposed to doing sessions for people. I really loved that work and there was something really fulfilling about that for me personally. But being able to teach others how to do this work and then see them go on to help more people is a really exciting place to be. And just to get to see what's happening in other people's lives because of this little bit of information that I have to share, which is pretty fun. Yeah, it goes so much further. So the next part of your cosmic calling is your rising sign, which is in Scorpio. Your actual job that you're here to do is to help facilitate a transformation for others. So it's not just about passing along information, which you do very well, but to do so in a way that will actually help others create change on a deeper, more meaningful level and help them feel how they want to feel by basically transmuting negative energy into a more positive experience. You know, and that's a pretty exciting thing to hear because that is literally the core of our mission at the school. When I really thought about what was most important to me, it kind of goes back to what you said about my sun sign, where I had this experience and it was really transformational for me. It was something that I decided I just had to share because I wanted other people to have that same experience. I wanted other people to feel the way that I felt after I really dove deep into the world of crystals and understood exactly what they could do in my life. My life just began to get so much better in so many ways after I kind of shifted more into alignment with that energy. 
believe it or not, like when I was younger, I used to be kind of an angry person. I had, I was sad a lot. I mean, there was just a lot that was out of balance. And for me personally, crystals help bring my life into such a place of harmony. I can't even imagine, like I look back on that person I used to be and I have no idea. It seems like a completely unfamiliar being to me. I want other people to have that same transformative, positive experience. And that's kind of exactly what you were just saying. So that's, that makes me feel really good. (laughs) That's so funny to hear too, because you have three other points in Scorpio besides your rising sign. And that's a common thing I tend to hear is that your identity changes throughout the course of your life. Like you just evolve to this whole new level because that's kind of your job as a Scorpio rising is to yourself evolve and then help others evolve. So at the end of the day, you end up changing so much and just seeing life from a bigger perspective too. Yeah. And that has definitely happened and I'm sure will continue to happen throughout my life. I mean, even just looking back and we're talking like long spans of time here, a couple decades, but even just looking back over the past five years or two years or six months, I still see it kind of happening. It's still in the works. So yeah, it's exciting stuff. I love when you can look at something so concrete like a chart and see how all these things fit together like a puzzle and just make sense. Yes, it's so helpful because we're getting better and better at honing our intuition these days, like as a collective, but it really helps you see that you can trust that more and that it's not just like this weird thought that passed through your head, but you had that thought for a really specific reason that's like part of you. Yeah, and it's either, it's one of two things. It's either like confirmation for what you're doing already Or it's sometimes that little nudge for something that maybe you've been ignoring that you know you need to step into more fully. So yeah, this has been such a helpful tool. Yes, I will definitely say I have had many readings where someone wasn't really living in alignment with it and that can be hard to deal with, but at least now you have this map on how to do it. And that's exactly what happened to me as well. So I know how people feel, but either way, it helps align you with where you're meant to be to feel your best, which is what it's really all about. Yeah. So the last part of your cosmic calling is your career line, which is in Leo. This is basically saying that the way that you facilitate this transformation as a Scorpio rising is through being a leader and being an example for others to look up to for direction by sharing your opinions and your creative ideas. And that's also kind of brings it more to the lighter, brighter side of life. Sometimes Scorpio rising can be more focused on like the depths or the things that people don't like to look at. And Leo brings it more towards like becoming your best and brightest self and bringing out your inner child and your true essence. You know, I think for me, that's so interesting because I definitely walk that line between those two places. Sometimes I do want to explore a little bit more of the mystery, explore a little bit more of the depths. But I find for me personally, that usually comes out more in my own life, something that I want to do. And it's only once that has resulted in some kind of big change or positive transformation that the Leo side then kind of takes over and has me start to share that with others and show them that clear path forward. And I think part of that is having, you have four planets in your first house of identity and leadership. So it really is your job to like use your story to help other people and like use who you are to share your message. Oh, that's so exciting. 
So you're definitely in alignment. <laughs> I love seeing how it just relates so well. Like even just having Saturn next to your Mercury and your sun, it's like you're a teacher. <laughs> and, and not just a teacher, you own the whole school. So I love that. So one of the things you specialize in is talking about using crystals to help us on our soul path. So what do you mean by that? How can we do this? A lot of us have those moments in our life where we don't feel fully aligned with our soul path or we aren't clear. A lot of us lack clarity on what that soul path is. So I think the very first step is getting a little better grasp on what that means to each of us. Because I think there's a lot of talk, especially in the metaphysical community, about this soul path and being on your path and what exactly is that. And for people who lack that clarity and don't know where they kind of fit in in the world, this is almost like a point that feels sometimes shameful, you know, because sometimes you see all these people around you blossoming and really stepping into their purpose and doing their thing. And if you lack that clarity, I've noticed just from working with lots and lots of people all over the world, you almost want to like go hide under a rock because everyone else is doing these big, beautiful things. And you know that you have that in you, but you just don't know where it should be directed. So for me, the first step is getting clarity. And one of my favorite, favorite crystals for this is apophyllite. So apophyllite is also known as the Reiki master stone. It's a great crystal for healers and energy workers and light workers, anyone that really has a bigger mission in their life, something that they're ready to do to be of service to the world, to be of service to others. So this is one of my favorite, favorite crystals. And if you just sit and hold this stone, hold it in your hands, hold it over your heart, place it in front of you, hover your hands above it, and just focus on really what is at the core of what you should be doing right now. You don't even have to be looking 20 or 30 steps ahead. So many of us get caught in this idea of we have to know exactly every step of how the future is planned out for us. And that's really not what being on your path is about. Being on your path is being focused on the present, on the here and now, and what the very next step is for you. For people that lack that clarity, that's oftentimes where they get blocked or kind of mixed up is that they feel like they have to have all the answers. And you know what? The, the really cool thing about your soul path is you don't need all the answers. All you have to do is be present. So that clear apophyllite crystal really helps you get in that place where you can drown out all the other clutter that's going on, all the extraneous thoughts and could do's and should do's and all of that stuff that comes up and really just focus on what is best for you and not best for you in terms of, again, what you should be doing or could be doing or what others are telling you to do. It's really about what makes you happy and what makes you feel fulfilled. Because I'll just tell you from personal experience, no matter what other people tell you or what judgments they might pass on your career choices, if you're doing something that makes you happy and that makes you feel fulfilled, you can and will find a way to make that work in other areas of your life. People told me I was crazy for wanting to pursue a career in crystals. I mean, flat out, I, my family was concerned. Um, <laughs> my partner was very supportive at the time, but it was a scary thing. I totally 
left school, stopped everything I was doing because it, it no longer felt right. I was stuck in the could do's and should do's. And I completely did a 180 to what felt good. And yes, it takes some time to figure out where the pieces may fall, but that's really ultimately what matters. So for me, that first step, getting clarity, sitting quietly with some clear apophyllite and just thinking about, and this doesn't have to be anything that you label or put judgment on in that moment, but just thinking about what would make you the most happy? What would make you the most fulfilled? And thinking about those things that you truly enjoy and thinking about the way that you'd love to be spending your days. Ask yourself if you had an ideal version of your day, what would that be like? And sit with that crystal and let it help you visualize this type of life for yourself. And the next step is taking action on that. So I find to really help get you motivated to work toward whatever that soul path dream is for yourself, carnelian works wonders. And this is something that you can have just in like a little stretchy bracelet that you wear for some extra motivation and a reminder to take action one step at a time, remembering not to think about where you want to be eventually 20 years from now, but small actions and steps that you can take in the here and now to move you closer to that vision for yourself. So a little bracelet or a pocket stone of carnelian, something that is just a good daily reminder to check in and move a little bit closer toward that dream. Two of my absolute crystal faves for that. I love the idea of being mindful. It's almost like using the crystal to help you meditate on It's like borrowing energy from the crystal too. The crystal doesn't have all these crazy thoughts in its head it's trying to sort through and it can just lend you a little bit more clarity. As I was mentioning in the beginning, I was initially drawn to crystals for the same reason I think most people are because they're so pretty and I love pretty things. But recently I was on a retreat in Hawaii where the whole retreat center was built on this property that was surrounded by ancient healing rocks. On the very first day of the retreat, we took this walk down and we basically communed with these rocks and we meditated upon them. I felt the energy so strongly that it was really undeniable. I even got some like really profound downloads while I was meditating with them that made me cry and it actually ended up changing my life in a really big way. So throughout the week, I took a few more visits down there to see the rocks it dawned on me that this is exactly what astrology is. Here we are talking about energies that are affecting us here on earth in our inner and our outer worlds. And this energy literally comes from giant floating rocks in space. So now I really appreciate crystals even more when I think about them as kind of like little planets almost that can bring us the energetic support that we need depending on what kind of crystals that we're in need of due to their kind of unique energy. Okay, I have to tell you, you totally just blew my mind right now. <laughs> because you're <laughs> it so blew right. Mine too. <laughs> you're so right. They are just like little planets right here on Earth. And I mean, I'm sure everyone has heard that really cute little quote, we are all made of stardust. Well, that's what crystals are too. Yes. You know, it's just embodied here on Earth in physical form where we can make that connection. And if you're a type of person like me, If you normally kind of struggle with visualizations or meditations or you have a hard time sitting still, sometimes just having that little bit of physical reminder with you is so important and works 
such amazing miracles. I mean, it really, really does. So meditating with that clear apophyllite or having that little pocket stone, reminder stone of carnelian to help get you kind of more active and and taking inspired action to move toward your soul path can be really amazing. Can I just ask, where were you in Hawaii? Because that sounds magical. Yeah, it was on the big island on the Kohala coast. It's called the Hawaii Retreat Center. And I definitely want to have a retreat there because it was so magical. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I was also thinking, even if you do feel like you know your soul purpose and you're on your path, sometimes I use a crystal to help like remind me of what really matters or that I am powerful and I have the ability to achieve things. Like when I was writing a sales page for one of my programs, I just grabbed a green citrine and I just had it and I like looked at it and I was like, this citrine is reminding me that I am abundant and powerful and confident and I can totally do this. (laughs) Even just having like that with me, that energy that I, even if I just attached it to it or it was coming to me, it really, really changed or shifted my energy. You know, that's a really good point that you bring up because sometimes that really does kind of come from our own inner power and citrine being that it relates to the solar plexus chakra that really makes a lot of sense that as a reminder that you have this within you. So I love that citrine would work for that pyrite would be a great one for that golden tiger's eye all of those really strongly activate that solar plexus area. So that would be yeah, really good idea. Which crystals would you recommend for each of the elements or zodiac signs to help them align with their soul path? Crystals are really cool. And the way that I like to think about them connected with the zodiac signs is that the crystals that connect or correspond to your sign's element, so earth, air, fire, or water, help to enhance or activate the positive qualities of your sign so that they really strengthen those positive attributes that you have. And they help to balance some of those not so glamorous parts of our signs. So for example, I'm a Sagittarius in my sun sign, like you mentioned, and I can have a bit of a temper. I am a fiery, fiery person. So for me, using crystals that correspond to that fire element enhance the more positive attributes of being a fire sign and help to kind of balance or subdue some of the not so glamorous or negative attributes of my sign like that short temper. So for fire signs like Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, I recommend some crystals like red jasper. Amber is a great one, although not really a true crystal, but we still use it in crystal healing. Rhodochrosite, especially the Peruvian rhodochrosite, sometimes has a little golden pyrite in it too. That's amazing. Lava rock, believe it or not, You can find lava rock in tons of jewelry now because it's used for putting essential oils on in aromatherapy. So it's really easy to find lava rock like bracelets and things like that. Fire agate is a great crystal. Red spinel, a little bit less common, but really, really effective. Citrine that we are just talking about. Diamond. Most of us have at least like one thing that's a diamond, even if it's in your engagement ring or wedding ring or something like that. Don't just think about those pieces of jewelry as just jewelry. I mean, there's a crystal in there and you can still work with that energy. Heliodor, which is another name for golden barrel. It's kind of the yellow cousin to aquamarine. Any type of obsidian, because obsidian is actually born 
from the fire. It's born from lava, molten lava flow. So black obsidian or rainbow obsidian or mahogany obsidian, there are lots and lots of varieties, but any of the obsidian varieties, great for Aries, Leo, and Sag. And also clear quartz, just plain old clear quartz has a really great fiery energy to it. On the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're a water sign like a Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces, you might want to work with crystals that have to do more with the emotions, intuition, and love. So things like amethyst, which is a really, really common stone, boulder opal, larimar, the beautiful blue pectolite that comes from the Dominican Republic, white calcite, pearl, blue lace agate, amazonite, one of my favorites, aquamarine, moonstone, selenite, or blue tourmaline. These can all be really beneficial. Then there's the earth signs like Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. So you might want to connect more with stones that enhance protection, stability, abundance, and growth. So stones like malachite, the beautiful swirling green that comes from Africa, carnelian, red jasper, emerald, gorgeous, gorgeous stone, really strongly, especially connected for Taurus, rainforest jasper, chrysocolla, serpentine, and peridot. And you're just speaking about Hawaii, peridot comes, some of the very best, most beautiful peridot comes from Hawaii and is known as Pele's tears. So peridot, great one for earth signs. And then finally, our air signs, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius can connect with crystals like celestite, really soft, ethereal energy, great for change, new beginnings, enhancing the intellect. Also, azurite, great for stimulating the third eye chakra, blue apatite, lapidolite, which is a purpley variety of mica. It's one of my favorite crystals for calming, turquoise, blue kyanite, blue sapphire, and angelite. These are all excellent for air element signs. I just love hearing you say the words. <laughs> Because I never know how to pronounce them, so I'm like taking notes. Okay, that's how you say that. <laughs> There's a great resource called mindat.org, short for mineraldata.org, and they have a really cool little feature on that site where you can look up any stone, and th for most of them now, there's a little button you can play, and it'll tell you exactly how to pronounce that crystal name. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I mean that. It's pretty fun. <laughs> So another thing, I think a lot of us have gotten an introduction to crystals through our birthstones. I've always known that amethyst is my stone, so I have a really big one. But how do birthstones kind of compare to zodiac stones? You know, this is a great question. And so here's the difference. So a lot of the birthstones are based on the zodiac stones, but they might not be the true, true stones for your zodiac. Because think about the birthstones go by the calendar month, right? Yes. And then the zodiac doesn't fall very neatly within a calendar month. That's so true. Yeah. The problem with this is the birthstones were actually created by the American Jewelers Association in the 1920s to help encourage the public to buy more precious and semi-precious gems. So they always picked like the crazy most expensive of <laughs> all of the traditional stones. So for example, the April birthstone is diamond. Well, yes, that is one of the stones that can connect, but it's not necessarily the best. I actually recommend working with the true zodiac stones that are based on the planetary correspondences and energies for each of the signs 
rather than the monthly birthstone because the birthstone goes for the sign that starts that month. So particularly if you're the sign before, that can be a little bit bit of a problem. Yes, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So interesting. Is there anything else you'd like to share about working with crystals to help us align with our soul path? You know, I just really want to encourage everybody to explore and be really open to your experience with crystals. I have found that the times where I feel like I have to do something a certain way or such and such expert told me a great way to do things, even me, even what I'm telling you right now, if you find something that works for you, just trust that because your personal experience with your crystals is so much more valid than anything else you can read in a book or learn online. When it comes to crystals, because it's so subjective, we're all just sharing our best experience, but don't ever discount something that you discover about a particular crystal. I would say next time you have a quiet moment, look at the crystals that you have available, or if you're brand new, maybe hit up your local New Age store or rock shop and really think about your soul purpose and your soul calling, your divine calling, and what it is that you really need to be motivated by. And in the words of Marie Kondo, think about what sparks joy in your life and look for a crystal that that just matches up with that. When you're really holding that thought, that feeling about what creates joy in your life and what feels in alignment with your soul path. Just hold that thought and look for a crystal that catches your attention in that moment. And chances are that particular stone, no matter what kind it ends up being, is going to be an amazing personal touchstone for you on your journey forward. That's so beautiful. And I love that point too. When you think about like, which one am I supposed to use or which qualities am I looking for and which stone has it that takes you out of your heart it puts you in your brain yeah and that's this is all about the energy and feeling it and feeling it in your heart so I love that advice it's so great and that's a great way to describe it that's exactly yeah exactly the point of that exercise so how can people work with you if they'd like to learn more about crystals or maybe even want to work with them as part of their job? Yeah, well, we would love to have you come check out our website at loveandlightschool.com. We have tons of free resources, including a great free video training all about how to do a crystal healing session like a pro. So I'll literally take you through step-by-step step everything you need to know about working with crystals for other people. But of course, we have tons of resources on the blog and our podcast about working with crystals for yourself and your own personal growth and development. And we'll just be opening enrollment shortly for my upcoming crystal healing certification program. So if you want to do what I did all those years ago and take a professional crystal training and get some great grounded advice and tips and techniques about how to use crystals in your life, you can sign up for the waitlist for our program and we'll let you know in just a couple weeks when enrollment is open. Thank you so much, Ashley. I love what you're doing so much and I find your whole crystal empire so inspiring. And I know it will inspire many others listening to the show as well. Not even just working with crystals, but like seeing all the amazing things that you've done with your business too. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure to connect with you. And ever since that very first time we got together 
I think that was a couple of years ago now and collaborated. I've just been following everything you do. I love what you have to share and I just feel so honored to be a guest today. So thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. Definitely. Before we close out this episode, I'd love to have you share a quote that has really inspired you. This is one of my favorite quotes and I have it up on my office wall that I see every single day. The quote is, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. And it's by Eleanor Roosevelt. And this has been something that has been personally and inspirational and motivational for me in my own life, because I really take that to heart. I feel like if there's something that you want to create in your life, you have the ability to do it. And all it takes is your belief in yourself and your willingness to take inspired action toward that dream, toward that belief, toward that goal in your life every day. So that is one of my absolute favorite all-time quotes. And I don't think I'd be the same person without it. If you'd like to learn more about Ashley and her Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy, you can visit loveandlightschool.com as well as find them on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Light School. You can also download a guide that lists out all of the crystals Ashley has mentioned that are the best for your unique zodiac sign by becoming a patron of the podcast. As a special member, you'll receive early access to future episodes and all of the bonus resources that have already been provided in the past, along with behind-the-scenes updates and the opportunity to pitch ideas for future episodes. Download Ashley's Zodiac Sign Crystal Guide and become a patron by going to patreon.com slash thecosmiccalling. For complete episode show notes and all of the links mentioned throughout this episode, check out soulshineastrology.com slash episode 39. For more information on astrology readings, reports, and classes to help you unlock your cosmic calling and to sign up to receive my weekly and monthly forecasts, check out soulshineastrology.com. You can also follow along elsewhere by searching for Soulshine Astrology on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review for The Cosmic Calling wherever you love to listen. And if you screenshot your review and email it to info at soulshineastrology.com, you'll receive a code to get 10% off an astrology reading or report. In our next episode, I'm chatting about soulful social networking and how you can connect more deeply and authentically with the people you're truly here to serve.